Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Happy Friday. Shout out to everybody that got paid today. Congratulations. Did we get paid today, Leo? I don't know. Do we? I think we got paid last week. Okay. I'll never remember. Never, I don't like to check my bank account in the morning. It's depressing. But shout out to all of you that did. Um, hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Don't spend it all. Monday's still right around the corner. This is 670 to score. I am Gabe Ramirez. 7 o'clock today. Make sure you're here. Bulls season preview special. Myself, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini. Going to be hanging out from 7 to 9. Taking your calls, texts. So if you're on your way home. Just make sure you open up that Odyssey app. That way you can listen to us when you get there. Make the kids listen to us. It's good good, good parenting right there. Make them do it. Right now, though, the trifecta, the top three stories that have been living in my brain, rent-free all day. Here we go. Number three. Number three story is just some Bears news. So Jimmy Garoppolo officially ruled out for the Bears game on Sunday. Brian Hoyer will start. No Aiden McConnell. The rookie, that's who we really wanted to be starting. Now, for Bears defense, Yannick Ngakwe, he wanted Aiden McConnell. He'd been sacked seven times already. Um, but Brian will make the start. I wonder how – I would love for you to text in. 312-644-6767. And just tell me, like, how – like, because you – you do you want the Bears to win? You know? Like, do you want them to win? Because this would be those games that you point to that you're like, damn, could have had the second pick. Now we have the sixth because you won that extra game against two. A Jimmy Garoppolis Raiders team. No, you should have lost that game. <laughs> you should have lost that game, especially with Tyson Bajan. But you're like, it's Tyson Bajan against Brian Hoyer. You want to see a good game. I'm tired of losing. You know, a dub did feel good the other day when they beat the Commanders. I was in good spirits. Didn't argue my wife once. Not once. All of a sudden, Bears lose Pfft, Monday morning. Where are you going? Why do you got to work overnight? <laughs> so, it's like, so maybe you could do a little something like that. Uh, I will be talking more Bears at 620. Hub Arkish is going to be hanging out with me. Get to pick his brain about this Raiders team. Bears Unleashed is going to be airing later on today. Nah, 10 o'clock. Fox 32. I'm on there. Cassie Carlson, one of the anchors on Fox 32. She's on there. And then uh, Anthony Heron, the three of us, we're the, the trio that runs Bears Unleashed. So make sure you check out, check out that show as well. That's going to be on there. Um, 
Eberflus talked about Justin Fields uh, today as well. Uh, talked about his status for Sunday. Injury update on Justin Fields. As we stated before, he'll be out this week, but he's improving. And the, the mobility's getting better. Swallings went down. The grip strength is better. So it's it's trending in the right direction. But again, he'll be week to week, and we'll know more on Monday. But that's where it is uh, right now with Justin. I mean, I think that's best-case scenario for Bears fans, for Bears brass, for Justin Fields, right, for him to get back on the field as soon as possible. I think, you know, you can say we can say what we want, like, oh, we're going to move on from Justin Fields. But, I mean, he still has the opportunity to prove himself, right? I mean, even if we're, even if you are out on him, and me, I'm out on the notion that he can be a top 10 quarterback. But, like, you still get an opp- he still gets an opportunity to prove us wrong. We're not always right on everything that we say. So uh, the fact that he can get back a little bit sooner is something that I think everyone will be looking forward to. Uh, again, Hub Barkers, don't forget, 620. Make sure you're here for it. Number two. Number two story. Bulls lose last night. 114-105 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is a problem. You guys know I love basketball so much. That's why I'm so I'm so happy and honored that I get to do the Bulls preview show. It's like it's like I just get to ask questions that I really want to know the answer to for two hours straight with these guys. Um, but the game yesterday, you know, no Zach Levine, uh, no no Andre Drummond. Bulls came out, you know, kind of slow, down 28-20 in the first quarter, battle back a little bit. But there were a couple storylines that I feel like really stand out for me. One is, like, we want the Bulls to be different even though they're running it back with the same team, right? Like, you, 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 you want to figure out, like, well, how is that going to be? Well, Vooch is going to be as consistent as ever. For anyone that didn't want Vooch, like, I get it. You know, you want the Bulls to be the best team, and you're trying to figure out how that's going to be. But Vooch is consistent yesterday, 32 minutes. He had, like, 21 points, 10 rebounds. You know, it's just two for five from the three-point lines, and it's nice. But the issues, right? Like, what's going to make the Bulls different from last year? And this is something we're going to get into with Chuck Bill and Alyssa Berger Mini 7 o'clock Bulls season pre- preview special here on 670. The score is we know Kobe White is going to be better, right? You're older, you're playing the game, you're going to be the point guard. We know Patrick Williams is going to be better, getting him into your man body, you know, getting a little bit more mature. Bulls had him when he was still a teenager. But how consistent is that good going to be? And I think that's the issue for the Bulls right now. You look at Patrick Williams last night. The, the, the game before, he was 4 for 13. Last night, 3 for 12. And that's with the green light. 0 for 7 from the three-point line. And I know he could shoot threes. He led the Bulls in three-point percentage last year. But it's like, these are the games that we have to deal with, with the inconsistency. So, like, how often are we going to get good from these guys? Like, what should, what should our expectations be? Five rebounds, one assist, four turnovers. And then when you look at Kobe White, who I think I love Kobe White's game. Love Kobe White. Him and I... I think we'd be cool together. But one for seven from the three-point line. And the one was like a, a Steph Curry three from way downtown. So the rest were, you know, within range. So, again, it's how often are we going to get these things. Uh, maybe that will contribute to some more Bulls victories and the ability to shock some people because I, like, I do like the defense. Bulls, you know, four blocks on the day, 11 steals, which is important as well. So, again, we'll get into that more. 7 p.m. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Lisberg, Mini. Make sure uh, that you're here for that. And 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 before I move on, I do want to uh, play this clip from Kenny Smith because he pretty much is like mirroring what I'm saying about this team. Like you can go down the list, you know, from your your second year guys, you know, to them. Like it, it's just 
Kobe White. Like, this, there's a bunch of guys that would help a really good team. But can they help this team be good? That's going to be the question in the next couple of weeks. You know, I mean, a couple of months. Can they help this team be good? Because if they can't, they definitely can help other teams be really good. And that's the sad part about this Bulls team is that, we, they, you know, you don't want to admit that you have a team full of role players. Like, Vooch would be great as an addition on a team that doesn't need a star. Or, you know, so could DeMar or, or Zach could be a good number two or number three. Or, you know, Deon, like just like team full of them. But can they play for each other? Can they play together? I think if roles are more defined, they most certainly can do that. All right, last one inside the trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Number one. And speaking of my NBA vibe, uh, I'm going to marry the two, the NBA and the NHL. Blackhawks lost last night um, to the Colorado Avalanche four zip and you know I talked about the Blackhawks yesterday in my in my trifecta I talked about Connor Bedard the fact that you know he was leading the team in shots as of right now even after yesterday's game Connor Bedard is sixth in the league in shots in the NHL but here's the thing this is where the marriage comes in you ever heard of Steph Curry shoot or shoot you know what I'm saying Steph Curry goes one for 20 guess what he's still shooting Connor Bedard I need you to do that yesterday not one shot. It seems odd, right? You lead the league, you lead your team in shots. You were, you know, top five to ten in, in, in shots in the league, and then you just take a break. I hope it wasn't something like he's, it's getting in his head, like which I can't imagine. Right? They're gonna fix that, or whatever. But I just can't imagine a situation where you did not take one shot after leading. The, you lead a team before yesterday's game. It was like the next person had like thirteen shots. And he had 20. Like, that's a big gap. And so to come into a game and not shoot at all and spread out the love, I mean, I get it. Just don't get down on yourself. You got to take advice from Steph Curry. Well, again, if he was one for 20, because that's what you are right now, Connor Bedard. If, if he was one for 20, you think he'd go a game without shooting? Absolutely not. It's your best asset. That's what the Blackhawks need. Needed a couple of those goals yesterday, uh, even though the Blackhawks were plus 280 to win. So that was a tough one. All right, uh, there goes your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is Friday, and I'm excited about that. Uh, got a got a good weekend ahead. I did mention that you know Bears Unleashed will be airing tonight, 10 o'clock, uh, Fox 32. Make sure you guys check that out. And then on Sunday, I'll be doing some Bears action with Corey Wooten former Chicago Bear. He and I will be at Duffy's Bar uh, right there on Diversity, hanging out 12 o'clock, watching the game. We'll be doing some hits for Fox 32 as well. So, I mean, if you're going to be over there, come say what's up. Come, uh, there's a lot of scoreheads that go over there. Got to be honest. A lot of scoreheads show up to these things. The Miller Lite Brewing Views, that's what they're called. Uh, so I'll see you guys Sunday if you guys end up going to that. Um, I want to shout out Demarcus Walker, Chicago Bear. He has a, a food truck. It's called Goat Wings. And I know. Uh, Leo Stoddard, my producer tonight, looked up. Not like birria, you know, not like goat meat. Goat like the greatest of all time, Wings. So he and his partner, Marquez White, they have this food truck, and it's it, based in Alabama, but they, they shipped it up to Chicago for this weekend. Now, I'm no restaurateur. I mean, I do have a bar, Roundhouse in Logan Square. Shout out to everybody. Make sure you guys stop out there. Um, but I can imagine it's expensive to go ahead and ship your food truck up here. But they did it. Shout out to Marquez. 
uh, I got an opportunity to taste the wings. He he came up with the sauce himself. But Demarcus Walker, they played together at, at Florida State, and so the the guys came together. So actually, you can have an opportunity to try these wings too if you go to the game this on Sunday. So the truck goat wings is going to be stationed outside of Soldier Field for the game against the Raiders, and then you're going to be able to try. They got a bunch of flavors and everything. But shout out to, here, here if there's a lesson to take away from Demarcus Walker, right? Defensive end of the Chicago Bears. You can see him play Sunday. If there's something to take away, is like you have to create something while you're doing something. Does that make sense? Like you want, you have to leverage the company that you work for. Like the fact that we're talking about goat wings right now on 670 score is because Demarcus Walker is playing on Sunday and it's a cool tie in story and the wings were actually fire and his boy, they played together at Florida State. It all makes sense. But like, if DeMar- DeMarcus Walker gets cut from the team where, like, he's not playing in a year and then he's out the league for, like, three or four years and he sends some random email and he's like, hey, guys, I got a, a food truck that's coming up here. And I was just thinking, like, maybe. What would you say, Leo, if you got that email four years later? Hard pass? I probably wouldn't pass it along to you guys or anything. Yeah, it's that's, just. That's my point. Put it in a, delete it from my inbox, yeah. So if there's something to take away from it is, like, if you are at a, a company, like, right, you can leverage that company to do something else, you know? And so just smart. Just use that, use that while you can. Uh, but had an opportunity to do that. And then I, after looking at, you know, what what's going on this weekend, Bears taking on the Raiders. You know, Raiders you know, in the thick of it, 3-3, three and three, even though they, ha- they don't have their quarterback. And then I was looking at the playoff picture early. I know. Early playoff picture for the NFL. And oddly enough, if you were to go look at the standings for the NFL, specifically in the NFC, you would see that playoffs are locked. I know. Shocking. The, the, the playoffs are locked. The, the, the seven teams that will be in the playoffs in the NFC are locked. Go ahead and look for yourself. San Fran, Philly, Detroit, all going to win their division in like Flynn. Tampa Bay or L.A., one of them is either going to be the winner or the wild card. And then Dallas and Seattle are going to be there. The teams that are underneath those seven, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Green Bay, Minnesota, maybe not. Chicago Giants, Arizona, Carolina. Nobody stands out that's going to be like, oh, you're waiting for them to turn it around and go on a five, six game win streak. No, it's set. They're there. All that matters is the positioning. But when you go to the AFC, there's some teams that are out of the hunt that, you know, you'd say to yourself like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a matter of time before the Chargers or the the Bengals kind of figure it out. And then in doing so, in doing so, you figure, you know, who's going to fall out of that place. And that's going to be an interesting thing. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, but that's something you should go look at, seeing that the NFC is already locked in. And, and could the Bears be a team that slide in? Don't laugh. Don't laugh, Leo Stoddaher. Don't laugh. Okay. Uh, we get to talk to our next guest about just that. Hub Arkish joins the show, and he is going to tell us if, if what kind of faith he has in Tyson Bajan. One that comes with a, a couple game win streak? Maybe. Hubbard is joining. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is next. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday, right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 to score. Bears taking on the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. It'll be a Tyson Bajan versus Brian Hoyer kind of a night. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what other things, what are the takeaways we can have from this game? Because most certainly all of us are going to be watching. We know that. Uh, but it is Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score, and we get to continue this Bears conversation right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Our senior Bears analyst here on 670, the score hub, Arkish Hub. Happy Friday. We played this music for you. I don't know if you caught it. We played the the, the dance music, the club music for you. I, I, I'm i sorry. I didn't quite catch that, but I'm glad to be here. I'm <laughs> glad to be with you again. <laughs> Always. So, Hub, I mean, I mean, Tyson Bajan's here. He's, he's, uh, he's, he, we didn't get a chance to talk after the game, though. So, before we even get into the, the future and what's going to happen this Sunday, I'm, I'm curious just to, as to your take uh, about Tyson, you know, and, and his performance coming in at the half, you know, kind of taking over for a game he didn't think he was necessarily going to be in. Still went ten for fourteen. Um, had some some big turnovers, but but what were your takeaways from uh, Bajan's second half performance? You know, I felt pretty good about the way he played. You know, this, this is a kid who you know played Division two football, had never been in an NFL game. He had no practice all week long, at least not with the first or second team. And suddenly he's on the field and playing in an NFL game, and uh, he performed well. You know, obviously the interception that closed the game was disappointing and tough, but it wasn't the worst decision in the world. It wasn't a great throw. I'm not sure if that ball didn't slip out of his hands or if he put the ball where he wanted to, but for the most part, I thought he played pretty well. You know, he got the other drive to put them back in the game, and if he doesn't throw that pick, there's still a pretty good chance they win the game, so I think you got to feel good about, you know, the way he performed based on the conditions under which he entered the game. Yeah, and I think that, to me, that was the takeaway, right, where so many people were saying, hey, oh, this guy's bad, just like Justin Fields. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. The guy came in at the half with a team that was blitzing like crazy and did a pretty good job, for, you know, given the circumstances. So for me, it was it was good. A lot of people were talking about his arm strength. Uh, I know his, his uh, college coach, Ernie McCook, came out, talked with Parkinson Spiegel yesterday, said he wasn't necessarily concerned about it. Um, I was, though. I saw, I saw a lot of passes. I didn't see one that necessarily had any zip. Uh, what were your thoughts about his arm strength? 
Well, they, they didn't give him a lot of chances to go downfield. And, you know, he didn't throw, if you go back and think about it, he didn't throw a lot of deep balls. And so when you talk about didn't see a lot of dip, uh, a lot of zip, um, I, I wouldn't make too much out of that in less than two quarters of, of you know, activity so far. Um, I, what I did see, which I liked a lot, was how quickly he got rid of the ball. And uh, he made decisions. He got rid of the ball. He, you know, he took a big chance on that last pick. And and I thought his comments, uh, not yesterday, but the day before, whenever it was, we sort of talked with him uh, about, you know, if he sees DJ Moore, you know, in one on one, he's going to take a chance at throwing the ball. Yeah. You know, that that's what you do with a number one receiver. And and, and the fact that that kid already knows that is, is a good sign, you know. So I think you got to be very careful here. I, I think that at times we've been unfair with Justin Fields, expecting too much too soon. At other times we give him too much credit for doing things that, you know, really were more just circumstances than necessarily he did the right thing. I think in the case of Bajan, Good first performance based on the standards. Now he's had a whole week to get ready. He's going to have a whole game. Uh, he's playing a decent defense, not a great defense. He's got to deal with Max Crosby. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I think we're going to learn a lot more about him Sunday than what we can really take out of last Sunday. Talking to Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. What is Tyson playing for? Is it for to be the starter next year? Is it to be the backup next year? What, what is he playing for, Hub? I think he's playing for an NFL career, you know, and I think ideally, obviously what he'd love, it would be to go out and get a win and throw for 300 yards and two or three touchdowns and no picks. So, you know, yeah, uh, everybody who plays that any position really uh, with the starting lineup and gets their chance is playing to become the starter, to become a star, to become an NFL you know, quarterback in his case. And uh, uh, one of the things I like about him is I hear so many guys, the first thing they say is that he has excellent confidence. And, and, you know, you like that, uh, especially in a quarterback. And, you know, I think that tells you what he's playing for. He's playing to become the Chicago Bears quarterback. And I don't think that's anti-Justin Fields. I don't know anything about the relationship that he and Fields have. They, you know, the times that I've seen them together, they seem to be working well together. And, you know, I haven't seen anything to suggest negativity. And you can see that sometimes with these guys when, you know, they don't appear to be getting along or maybe helping each other. Uh, I think that it, it appears that there's a pretty good relationship in the Bears quarterback room right now. I think David Peterman is, is interesting. The number of times he's been caught and resigned, and yet he keeps coming back and he's willing to help. Uh, you know, I think they have a group of three that are working well together. And uh, I think everything with Bajan so far, based on what you expected when he was signed as an undrafted free agent, has to be pretty positive. Yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of good takeaways, right? And I think more so than anything else, Hub, it's the the opportunity to look at something different. Right. And I think or last year or coming into the season, it was, hey, let's get P.J. Walker so that we can have someone that can operate an offense, you know, kind of similarly to the way Justin Fields would. And then again, just to get some new eyes on somebody like Nathan Peterman isn't anyone that makes you think about the future. Right. No shade at Nathan Peterman. But I mean, just that's just, you know, what that is. But when you see a Tyson Bajan and it's not necessarily about him in the future of the Chicago Bears, but just a, a, a different direction that there it is possible to operate an NFL offense and it doesn't have to just be. Justin Fields and waiting for him to develop into a superstar. Well, Gabe, I think you just made an excellent point because when you look at Jason Peterman, when you look at DJ Walker, you're looking at backup quarterbacks. Uh, when you look at Tyson Bajan, you're looking at a guy who has the size, the ability, the skill, uh, the mindset to be a starting quarterback. And I think that's what's most promising about him and the fact that we still don't know yet about Justin Fields. I mean, you know, Fields has a much better college career to sell. There's no question about that. 
But looking at his performance on the field, and we have a lot more that we've seen from Justin than we've seen from Bajan, and looking at what we've seen in the little bit of Bajan, is I think that's a competition right now. And I think that's a good thing for both of them, quite frankly. You know, I, I think that it'll be interesting to see, you know, the fact that they announced today that Fields is out, uh, I, I was glad to hear that. I didn't want to hear one more. We'll see, you know, his arm strength is, uh, you know, the question is how long is he out for? You know, there is still the possibility uh, that he could need some surgery. You know, he could be gone for a little while, you know, and, and I don't think we want that. I think we want him to be available uh, in next week, the week after, and then to watch these guys compete and see what happens. But I think the fact that the Bears now have somebody in Beijing who can compete with Justin Fields, which clearly Peterman wasn't going to do or Walker wasn't going to do, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think that that's a, a great point. I mean, you know, being able to look at those things. And there's other areas of the Bears that we're going to be looking at as well, right, Hub? I mean, when you're talking about the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, obviously Max Crosby, we know he's going to create some havoc, but uh, this still doesn't take away from the fact that the Bears need to establish that running game. What did you think about Dante Foreman, like, not even getting a rush in the first series of the game? Did you feel like... 15 carries was right on par with what you, you thought he should have gotten? You know, I think the 15 carries was okay, depending on how many running plays you called and how the game was going. But the fact that he wasn't he wasn't the starting running back. Yeah. You know, they go sign a guy off the practice squad of the Dolphins, and, and he's the starter, and he gets more carries in the first half. What did they sign Deontay Foreman for? He had, what, 900 rushing yards last year for, for uh, you know, in Carolina. And, and I hope – that when they go in Sunday, he is the number one back. He's treated like the number one back. And if they run the ball 25 or 30 times, I hope he get 20 of them. It's nothing against the other kid. You know, it's just that that's what Foreman is here for, and that's the way they have to use him. I think that the big concern I have about Sunday is why this injury list can't get better, and particularly in the secondary. You know, you finally get healthy last week, or relatively healthy, and, you know, I, I thought that they played well. And now, you know, you got Eddie Jackson down again. You, you got, uh, uh, you know, well, Terrell Smith is defensive back, but obviously another one back. And then you've got, uh, you know, Jaquan Brisker is questionable. You know, hopefully he'll be ready to go. Um, but I don't know. It's really disappointing that it felt like the secondary was as healthy as it's been last week and played better. And now they're going to be without two key players again, or possibly out without, without two key players. So that's a concern. And then you look at the overall injury list, uh, Roshan Johnson, you know, usually these concussions are, are one undone and now it's the second week. I, I hope it's not anything to worry about or anything more serious. Um, and then you got Nate Davis out. They have not played a game yet this year with more than three starting running uh, defensive uh, offensive linemen. And so, you know, that has to be a concern. You just have to hope that the backups play well enough. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders aren't the biggest test in the world, but again, Max Crosby is. And, and so that is a concern about anybody who wants to pick the Bears to win this game. Yeah, and I'm I'm hesitant to do it, but I guess the, the homer in me, Hub, just has them, has them winning in my eyes. You know, I feel like Beijing can play a game and this is why, like, if I were ever to have called for a Bajan, it was just because, as a fan, I just wanted an exciting game that was still close and competitive. And I feel like Bajan's the kind of guy where he'll he'll have highs and he'll have lows, right? He'll, he'll put some points on the board, but he, you know, might have an errant throw that, that leads to a, a bad turnover or, you know, a bad third down play that, you know, can't extend the drive. Something like that because, you know, he is who he is. And, and then I think to myself, but, but at the end of the game, it's still Brian Hoyer in their offense, so it's going to be close, and then, I don't know, I think that, I'm sure, have you seen it as well, the defense of the Chicago Bears look extremely motivated in the last couple of weeks. Well, you know, and, and think about it, Gabe, what's the reason? There's been a major change 
they have a different uh, defensive coordinator the last two weeks, and it happens to be their head coach. And it's why he became a head coach, because he's a very good defensive coordinator. And you look at how these guys have played, and, I, you know, I've already done it on TV, so I can tell you now, I am picking the Bears. And it's only the second time I've picked the Bears this year. And, and there's a couple reasons. One of the main reasons is that I feel better about uh, Bajant than I do about Brian Hoyer starting. If Jimmy Garoppolo was starting, I'd be picking the Raiders. Um, and, and then you add in the way that this defense have played and the way the number of you know uh, minutes that the backup defensive backs have had. Now you can feel fairly good about that. Um, uh, you know, and so I expect the defense to play better as they have the last couple of weeks, and I think it gives the Bears a good chance to win this one. We're talking to Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Yeah, I think that's a great point, right? It's like you got a, a really good defensive coordinator that was so good, he got a head coaching job. That That's who's calling the plays now. Yeah, I would expect him to be playing at a higher level, level as well. Um, but they're going to have to because they're going to have their hands full. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, you know, I was talking to a, a Raiders guy earlier in the week, Jason Fitz, and you know he was talking about how he thinks Hunter Renfro is going to get moved on from because you know he can't seem to find a space for them. But what can you say about the offense of, of the of the of the Raiders for this weekend? Well, you know, again, it's an unknown without Garoppolo, and not that he's the greatest ever, but he's he's been having a decent year for them. They went out and got him to be the quarterback. Uh, you know, they've obviously won more games than the Bears. And so, you know, you feel good about that. Josh Jacobs is a, is a nice running back. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily any better than Deontay Foreman or gives him any more. They don't have any special depth at the position. Devontae Adams is an outstanding wide receiver, not any better than DJ Moore. Um, you know, Michael Mayer, they think, is going to be a really good tight end, but he hasn't become that yet. Uh, and their offensive line is okay. You know, it's not special. Uh, and so... In, in that matchup, Bears defense against the, the Raiders offense with the backup quarterback, um, I think you got to lean towards the Bears having a good chance of, of, of at least getting a tie and if not winning that matchup. Yeah, I, I look at Devontae Adams. Jalen Johnson's been playing really well, so I like I like that one head-to-head. I like, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs. I think, you know, they're going to run a bunch of screen passes. So, you know, I didn't see much of Kyler Gordon last week, but it would be good to, you know, see him you know, really step up in this instance. It's just tough. I, I want the Bears to win, Hub, and I want them to, to start to build something. But, you know, I still want that high draft pick like everybody else. You know, I want, want the Bears to be able to fix their team with something like that. But what, what do you what, what do you feel like is more important in the moment? I mean, and I'm not talking about the team itself. I'm talking about the organization, right? The team itself, they want to win. They're going to win. Great. The organization, do you think it's like building culture and getting them to win so they can pile a few together? Or is it, you know, hey, let's get that draft pick so we can continue to build for next season? You know, Gabe, it's funny. You, you said you listen to what everybody's saying. I stopped listening about halfway through week <laughs> one because Fair. no fans, and, and unfortunately too much of the media just isn't covering this right. You know, you have to remember what they're doing. And, and people won't accept it, but it's a fact. This is the first full year of a complete rebuild. This isn't about winning or losing games. This is about developing the players that you've added this year who hopefully are the future of, of the really good team that you're building, you know, and it's watching their development and how much better they get. And, 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 you know, I think those players have taken a step forward in the last two weeks after not really, you know, showing you what you'd hope to see in the first four weeks. And if that continues each week, then they are going in the right direction. And this is starting to work, you know, but all these people who are criticizing Matt Eberflus and criticizing Ryan Poles and talking about them being fired, 
that's just stupid. You know, I mean, there, there's no way, you know, that four or five weeks into a, a, a complete rebuild, which is what this is, that you got to talk about firing them already. They haven't had a chance yet. I think that seeing them turn the corner in Washington, and even though they lost the game, it was more because of the injury to field. And by the way, you know, we haven't talked about this. I don't know if it's fair. I just hope the kid gets healthy and gets his shot. But he wasn't playing well in the first half again after playing better, you know, the first two weeks. And, and so, you know, I had said or written, I forget, uh, two weeks ago, that I would sit Fields down for a week, let him get a, a reboot, let him get his head straight, and put Bajan on the field to see what you have. I didn't want to see it happen via injury, but I think this is a good thing for both of them, you, you know, for, with where they're at. And, and so that could be a positive. Uh, but again, as far as this game and picking a winner, you know, some of the Raiders have found a way to win a few games this year. They're, they're obviously not a bad football team, yeah. and, and they should be the favorite, and they are the favorite. And and again, if Garoppolo was playing, I'd probably be picking the Raiders. But the fact that they have a backup quarterback, who I don't know as much about as Bajent, but who isn't highly thought of, he, he is there to be a backup. Mm-hmm. Bajent right. is here to compete for a job, <laughs> right. you know, and, and so that to me is, is enough to trust Bajent a little bit more and maybe see the Bears winning a close one. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, the size is there. Tyson Bajan, 6'3", 213. Justin Fields, 6'3", 228. I mean, so right on par with that. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, guys missing, guys moving. You know, Roshan Johnson still in concussion protocol. You know, hasn't been practicing this week. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on, on, on getting him back. And then uh, more more so, I'd love to hear just the thoughts on the center position and, and all the, the, the rumblings with Lucas Patrick um, potentially being given the, the, the reins at center position and why here, you know, being relieved of his duties there. Talk talk to me about those two instances, uh, Hub. Well, you know, the, the thing with Cody is interesting because there was, again, some poor reporting last week about, oh, well, you know, he, he's uh, he got moved to, to, to linebacker. He's not a center. That was the problem. No, he has been a center more in his career than he's been a linebacker, uh, not a linebacker, but a, a guard. And, you know, he hadn't been playing it, though. And, you know, he was having trouble snapping the ball, and they had to make a change. So um, I wouldn't make too much of it. I think Cody Whitehair is somebody that you can still plan on if you need him either at guard or center. And it'll be interesting to see how they'll line up with Nate Davis out this week. Um, but, but to me, it's not, it, it shouldn't be a big issue, you know, as much as you have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, the, the defense, especially Max Crosby, and you got to be watching him all day long. He's not going to be lining up against the center. So, so it shouldn't be a difference-making situation. Um, but uh, and Whitehair is a solid veteran, so if he does end up having to play guard, uh, I think you can count on him. And if he has to go back in on center, he'll play better. I, I don't think that is one of the top ten issues with the Bears right now. Yeah, I mean it's one most certainly that they're going to be trying to to think about. But yeah, obviously a bunch of other things in the way. Hub, appreciate you as always. Have a great Friday and enjoy your weekend with some Chicago Bears. Hopefully a victory too. All right, Gabe. Have a good show. All right. Thank you so much. Hub Arkish, our guy here on 670 to score. Uh, so much stuff we could have talked about there. I mean, Crosby's going to be creating, just wrecking everybody uh, this weekend. But I'd love to hear your predictions. 312-644-6767. Text them in. Text them in because I'm ready. Somebody texted in and said, Gabe, how'd you do on those football bets last night? I was two for three. I picked Derek Carr to have over one and a half yards rushing, Leo. You gamble? Right here and there. Could have made you some money yesterday. I said, come on, guys. One and a half yards. He hit that the last two games. Easy does it. 
first quarter, nine yard scamper had me in the money already. And then I said, Jacksonville Jaguars have the worst passing defense in the NFL. They've given up the most yards. They have the, one of the best rushing defenses. So you know you're going to include Alvin Kamara in the game. I said he hit the over and he did. But like every, just like you, I put three of them out there. And certainly one of them did not hit. And it's Michael Thomas did not go over. That's why you don't parlay things, ladies and gentlemen, because then that's how you lose your money. All right. uh, On the other side, we are going to be talking, don't forget, top of the hour, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini, all here to talk Bulls for the Bull season preview. It's going to be happening at 7 p.m. And one of the superstars of the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, was wearing an interesting shirt, one of a Chicago Bear, and he said that he most certainly should be. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In the Hall of Fame. Who is that bear? And why was what was DeMar DeRozan saying specifically about him? We'll talk about it after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. Who's your favorite? favorite? <laughs> <laughs> won't happen. Won't happen. How, how about least favorite? I don't have a least favorite. <laughs> I mean, I said, did he ask you who your favorite was? He did not. Oh, <laughs> only asked him. <laughs> We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That was Darnell Mooney talking about his favorite and least favorite player right here. Uh... I would take a guess as to who those those are, but uh, interesting, interesting nonetheless. Should have said Justin Fields. Let's just be very clear. Uh, Seven o'clock, top of the hour, bull season preview special. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini, going to all be in studio. We get the opportunity to hang out and chat uh, about everything happening this upcoming season. And of course, uh, what I won't be talking about is the fashion. Did you see the Washington Wizards did a uh, a fashion show? You know, like a team bonding thing. Did you see that, Leo? I think so, like uh, in various different outfits, right? Yeah. Well, that's well, that's yeah, that's exactly what a fashion show is. Yeah, that that answers itself. Yeah. So they had Taj Gibson, hard hat, lunch pail. Yeah. They got him to be a part of the fashion show. I thought that was funny because the thing was they had like lights and everything, and then there was it looked like like a Paris Fashion Week. There was an audience. It wasn't like they just walked around on, by themselves. So I was I was curious who was in the audience. Like, did they set it up like a party? You know what I mean? Like, did they? Like, what did they do there? That was great. So for me, it's uh, that was interesting seeing the Washington Wizards do that. But you gotta you gotta have some some things that bond you. And it seems like every time the Bulls, um, or not even the Bulls, but just the NBA in, in general, they 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 find a way to 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 highlight outfits and such. And Demar Derozan came in the stadium the other day with a Devin Hester shirt on, and I thought that was really cool. Devin Hester, I mean. Think about that. You're so good that the superstar of the Chicago Bulls is wearing your shirt. When they asked him, you know, like, how'd you get the shirt? You say you bought it online. And then he said, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> Isn't that how most things work in that situation? Um, so, but he also talked about um, Devin Hester and where he should be in terms of the Hall of Fame. He goes, uh, 
DeMar DeRozan's quoted as saying, he should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Greatest punt returner of all time. I definitely was a fan growing up of Devin Hester, so I was trying to show a little love to the Bears. That's all. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. DeRozan said he's never met Hester, um, but, you know, he thought the shirt was cool. And, of course, Devin Hester, 20 touchdowns, 14 punt returns for a touchdown. Now, uh, when you look up the stats of Devin Hester, first of all, it's foolish that Devin Hester is not in the Hall of Fame. It is absolutely foolish. And, yeah, whatever you can say that you know, I'm biased, because, but it's foolish. You're talking about a guy who literally changed, like, they're about to do away with the kickoff return. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're about to do away with it because of guys like Devin Hester that, that just dominate. But Devin Hester's third all-time in punt return yards. But listen to this. Brian Mitchell, most uh, old schoolers will know that name well. He's leading Devin Hester by 1,300 punt return yards, but he played in damn near 70 more games than him. Has 150 more punt returns. That's wild. Second, David Meggett. If you know anything about Tecmo Bowl, David Meggett, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense that he would be that dude. He played in 10 less games than than uh, Devin Hester, but had 30, or excuse me, yeah, 35 more punt returns. So, I mean, you know, he's up there. But Devin Hester, I mean, after that, it falls off a cliff. Darian Gordon, you never, you ever heard of him? Of course. Darian Gordon? Eric Metcalf, yes. Tim Brown, yes. Billy Johnson, Jermaine Lewis. Mm. Vi Sakahema. 1986 was playing in the NFL. Ninth in the league. That's pretty impressive. Darren Sproles sitting at 13. Desmond Howard, the Heisman, sitting at 14. Man, that's a, that's a nice list there. But Devin Hester most certainly is a guy that should, without question, be in the Hall of Fame. And I had, I never understood. I, I don't understand. I still don't understand why he's not. What do you, I mean, like, because, I mean, when you're looking at the NFL as a whole and, like, who gets into the Hall of Fame in, like, certain sports? Devin Hester? You mean the guy that opened the Super Bowl with the kickoff return for a touchdown? Is it Does it have something to do with that he didn't really have a, a set position, maybe? But, like, even then, like, I think you could take his, what his value was to special teams outweighed that. If you can take a coach yeah. and put him in the Hall of Fame, you know what I'm saying? Right. Then you can take a kick returner, right? Exactly. If you're, if you're trying to find... Greatness. That's what that's what the Hall of Fame is. It should be. It's it is to display greatness. You still had a game plan plan around him, and he was a special team Come on, on special teams. Yeah. If you were to like put together a team of like the all time NFL team, and you were to either have a kick return or a punt return, Devin Hester would be on that team. I think he was when they did the NFL 100 uh, for the 100th season. That's my point. But he's not in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. It's bizarre. Hating. Yeah. I'm just going to call it what it is. They're hating. I mean, when a guy like Deion Sanders comes out, like the court of public opinion has spoken. Everyone says yes. Like, do you know how ridiculous that sounds? DeMar DeRozan is wearing a Devin Hester T-shirt that he bought online to make a statement. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that's wild to me. I, I love it. Why am I getting so worked up right now? I don't know. Because I just think back to that moment, Leo, 
I remember where I was. I was in my little condo in Humble Park back in the day. All my cousins are there. I'm like, am I about to watch the Bears win the Super Bowl? Like, is this happening? And then Devin Hester runs that kickoff for a touchdown, and you're like, I'm bro, I don't even have guns. I'm gonna start shooting these guns. <laughs> I think like, this is crazy. Like, it was probably one of the highest highs I've had in sports watching history. Not history, in my own life, right? One of the highest highs I've ever had was when Devin Hester did that. Because you you were you thought you were you thought you were gonna win a Super Bowl. And I re- like listen, I'm a huge Sox fan, and even when they won that when they won when they won the World Series, that was more like disbelief. Like, I still couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that the White Sox had won the World Series in the fashion that they did. It was more shocking. So it wasn't like a high of a high. It was like a trip that I was on. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, Devin Hester running it back, you were like, this is it. And you know what? Maybe that's why I'm so emotionally invested. Another thing that I'm emotionally invested in, the Chicago uh, Bulls. Big time. And coming up next, until 9 o'clock, we get to chat about those Chicago Bulls, all right? Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini. The Bulls season preview show begins at 7 p.m. Make sure you're here for it. And if you're walking inside your house, download that Odyssey app so you can take us with you everywhere you go. Bulls season preview coming up next, hosted by me, Gabe Ramirez, on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.